0: This episode is brought to you by QuietMind. Introducing the original weighted pillow by QuietMind, a revolutionary solution for those seeking relief from anxiety, stress, and the symptoms of ADHD and sensory processing disorder commonly associated with autism. The original weighted pillow offers a huggable, compact, and improved alternative to traditional weighted blankets. Created by Mikey Goldman, who has long struggled with ADHD and anxiety, the original weighted pillow is designed to act as a companion, especially for kids. It's super easy to grab and go, so it's always there when you need a boost of calm. The original weighted pillow provides a personal hug, acting as a tool to promote calmness whenever you need it. Unlike bulky weighted blankets, the ultra-soft pillow is easy to move and won't cause you to overheat or feel claustrophobic. The Quiet Mind pillow utilizes the science of deep pressure stimulation, delivering the same emotional, cognitive, and physical benefits as a weighted blanket. It offers a compact, portable, and versatile solution for anyone seeking a natural way to unwind. It's particularly beneficial for children with autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorder. The Quiet Mind Pillow is like a stress ball for your body, providing relief and relaxation. Just hold it, hug it, and quiet your mind. For more information, visit onequietmind.com, that's O-N-E-Q-U-I-E-T-M-I-N-D.com, and use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 15%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. This show is inspired by my own personal journey as a full-time single dad raising three autistic kids. It's all about special needs parenting, the challenges we face every single day, as well as some of the things we have to learn to navigate along the way. This season, we're going to put a major focus on empowering and educating parents. We're going to talk all about building a community of support around your family, the importance of self-care as well as connecting with services and resources that are vital when it comes to raising a child with special needs. So be sure to check us out at listen.theautismdad.com, Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, my friends uh, Tara Reynolds and Lauren Flack from Peace Love Autism and the Channing's Joy Foundation are back uh, by popular demand. And by popular demand, I mean like You guys went nuts over the first episode that we did together and I cannot tell you how many requests I have received for more episodes, uh, with the three of us. So uh, we talked it over and decided that we're going to do it because it was a lot of fun and we like helping people. And, And I think there's value in this. So we want to take on topics that you guys give us. And so the first topic that we're taking on is balance, right? So how do you find balance? How do you manage life when you have, A neurotypical child and a neurodivergent child. And I will tell you that this topic is very personal to the three of us, as it is many of you. Uh, And that this conversation at times is hilarious, it's entertaining, it's inspirational, but it's also heartbreaking and very, very emotional. Uh, We are very honest about what our experiences have been, what we're struggling with, and how we feel about it. And you know, the truth is, like many of you, we struggle with feeling like we're not enough. You know, like w- we have to give so much attention to our neurodivergent kids that our neurotypical kids are getting less, or they're getting lost in the shuffle, or they, they maybe feel like they're loved less, or they're not getting enough from us. And it sucks. It, I mean, it just, I don't know how else to say it. It just does. And it's something that I have struggled with, even though all three of my kids are neurodivergent. They all have different needs, right? And some are more significant than others, and some don't get as much attention because of that. And I have struggled with that my entire parenting journey. And, uh, you know, w- this is just a conversation that I think is important that you hear. And remember that if you were going through this, you're not alone, that you were human, and that you can only do so much. So I, I hope that you guys find comfort and... Uh, some joy in some of this as well as a reminder that you're not alone, right? There are so many of us out there going through the same thing. So uh, thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy the interview.
1: <laughs>
0: that's what I have it. that's what I have it labeled as cause that was our little group name.
1: Never change our group name from rainbow Hearts.
0: That was super. I couldn't Dad. Fig- when I first, when that, well, we're back. And, <laughs> and we're, 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 we're trying round two of this, uh, with Tara and Lauren and, um, I, we're just having fun. But when the name first came up on Instagram, when I got the message, I was like, what is going on? And then it, like, it took a minute to click what was happening <laughs> and now it just stuck. It's mm, perfect.
1: Right. So for those who don't know, we were at the, we were recording the podcast in Greenville, and I don't remember if this was on the recording of the podcast. Yes, or it was just in comments. It was actually. It was. So yeah. Because yeah. so Lauren was just talking about how positive her husband Chad is, and she jokes that he farts rainbows, and we all got a kick out of it. So that's our group chat name now on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Rainbow farts. <laughs> and that's what I have. That's what I have. The recording labeled as Rainbow Farts, take two. <laughs> oh, it is. I didn't. Even well,
1: see. I don't know if
0: you. I don't know if you can see it on your end. It's on my. No. Uh, whatever anyhow so we're gonna try this again and uh this is gonna be i, I realize this is a loaded question but like how was your week <laughs> Any, anybody want to go first or?
1: <laughs> my my week was i'll be real honest i hit a wall this week work family social media i just i hit a wall and i'm glad it's friday Um. I'm glad it's Friday, but John was out of town for like two weeks straight is what I was um, sharing before we started recording. And that just like, when John goes, like, I always just bow down to single parents um, who are, you know, parenting kids with disabilities or special needs. Cause like I, it's so hard for me when John leaves. So I think that on top of everything else, <laughs> the loaded question, how was your week? Fine. I, it was I ordered a chamoy pickle kit, so that's how my. I weeks have go. no idea what that is, Tara. I'm gonna need I was
0: just. I, I'm glad you said that because I have. Yeah, no, I'm going to no need
1: idea. you to delve deeper into that. I mean, it's like you know, sometimes when you're like so stressed out or sad or upset or whatever, and you like to like find a really good comfort food or something. Well, TikTok found me, <laughs> and they showed me this video of this woman eating this chamoy pickle. And it's like this Mexican spice blend. It's it's really good. I love Mexican candy. But it's been soaking in this pickle. And then it comes with all this chamoy candy. So it's like gushers in chamoy. And then you open the pickle and you put the candy in there and you take a bite of the pickle. It's probably going to be disgusting. But I'm like, I want to do this. That sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> In my opinion, in my pregnant opinion, it sounds really bad. I thought it was like a toy or something. I, wasn't. Oh <laughs> oh I really was not sure. I was like, "What is this pickle?" She's about to like comfort pickle. I don't know. I was slipping. High. High. I was very confused. I was like, Terry, you just posted that. Like you, you posted your pickle. No, okay. it's a food. It's a food." I'll make sure to show yeah, show it. I, so I want to like know. see a video of you like enjoying <laughs> I <laughs> I might enjoying not enjoy your it. your pickle. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but it's pickle.
0: Lauren, how's your week?
1: <sighs> My week has been well, so Chad has also been out of town, not consistently, but he was out of town and then home and then out of town and then home. Um so That was stressful at times, but I'm thankful that he has been here a little bit more than Tara's been (laughs) alone. Um, But I think like right now I'm just in that emotional stage of like clinging to this time with just my two kids before I have the third. Um, So I feel like right now it's like, everything they do. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so precious. When it's really probably not, but it's like right now, I'm just clinging to, I'm like, this might be the last time that I take the two of them to Sonic drive Through. This might be the last time I take the two of them. <laughs> I don't know why I'm acting like it's like the last, because it definitely won't be the last, but it feels like the time with just the two of them is fading away which it is I mean I'm about to have another baby but I also want to like give them every second of me right now because I'm scared they won't um you know have well I mean I know they won't have as much of me in the next few weeks but at the same time they act kind of annoyed with me like go away so I think they're fine with it yeah they they sense you like why are yeah, you all, all like, over us like don't, don't be a barnacle mom. mom like calm down and I'm like I need you and normally they're the ones like all over me so I don't know but I'm good still pregnant Rob how's yes. your week
0: you know my my week has been pretty good it's been pretty good I I feel like um well my well it wasn't this week but. Uh Gavin got his first job. That's always exciting. Um Elliot started back at work. So now he's working full time and uh I have a lot more time with Emmett one on one during the day, which is kind of nice because it's never had that, really, you know. And you know like I I I kind of I can kind of relate a little bit, well, a lot bit actually to the whole hitting a wall thing because I I I've been doing the social media thing for a long time and I've put myself out there a lot. And I sort of you kind of get that thicker skin after a while, like you just can't care what other people think. But then every once in a while they just get under your skin and it's tough to shake it. You know, even even after all and it's you know, I, I had I had some of that this week too and Uh, You just kind of regroup and keep pushing forward, I guess.
1: I think that I always try to remember that there's so much more positive from it all. And so, so many more like wonderful things happening than the negative. But I mean, it's easy to focus more on the negative because, you know it's just easier to let it get under it's your skin.
0: La- it's louder.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it, it's, it's louder. And yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and like when you're trying to do something really positive, that's helping majority of the people who are experiencing it. You just, you just get like some people just, I don't know if they just get up on the wrong side of the bed or they just feel like their opinion is so important that they just have to like force it on you. You know what I mean? And it, and it just, oh, it's just, I don't know sometimes, usually I do pretty good with it. This week, I I uh, definitely did not.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, and, and like you said, it's noisier. Um, and instinctively, we all like we, I feel like as humans, most humans, like we just don't want confrontation. We don't want people not to like us. We want, we want people to to see us for all that we are, not reduced down to one statement. Mm-hmm. And then like, Judge us based off that. And so when that happens, I feel like I have to like explain myself and, you know, get them to like me again or whatever. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's not just with social media. That's like my relationships in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want um, to hurt anyone. I don't want yeah. my words or actions to ever leave anyone feeling hurt or upset or yeah. even mad. Like, so I get it.
0: So last week, the purpose of what we were trying to do was to talk about balance because a lot of parents, uh, they struggle when, especially when you have multiple kids, but it can be anything really. I mean, it could be, you know, kind of like what we were talking about before we started recording with uh, Tara, like trying to balance work and social media, which is part of work a lot of times, and kids and relationships and all, all that kind of stuff. And when you have... A neurodivergent kid and neurotypical kid. That's that's two. They're, they're two very different parenting skill sets that I think are required for different kids, and that constant switching back and forth can be exhausting, you know. And um, trying to make sure that everybody gets what they need when you're one person is really hard to do, and. So I thought we could kind of talk about what our experiences have been, and maybe help some people out there to, you know, maybe not be so hard on themselves. So who wants to go first?
1: (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, so I have Channing, who will be seven in two weeks, and then London, who um will be three next week, and she is neurotypical. So London, I think what we kind of talked about a lot the last time so i'm gonna say it again but is the level of patience is so different like with channing i have so much patience for him and then london she gets what's left (laughs) and it's normally not a whole lot um and you know channing He's been sleeping really well this week, knock on wood. So I'm scared to even say this.
0: I'm going to do that for you too. Yes, over here. please.
1: Um, but, you know, a lot of times he'll get up at 2 30 or 3, and that is not unusual. And when he's up, he is up for the day. So by the time I wake London up, I've already had almost a full, you know, four or five hours with Channing. And so I go into her like guns blazing, like, let's go, let's do that. You know, I don't have the same amount of ease into the day that I did with Channing. So I feel like a lot of times, you know, I'm, a, I'm so much harder on London. Um, and I know I shouldn't be because she is only three. Um, she's a baby. But I also can tell that there are times that she knows what she's doing. She's definitely a little... I would never say Channing's manipulative. She's manipulative, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like she, she'll go and get Channing's talker because he uses an AAC device. And since whenever he requests things on his talker, he normally gets them because we really want him to use any sort of communication that we can have. She'll go and Mm -hmm. get his talker and request things for herself. On the talker, which I love her using it because it shows like a normalcy of it. You know, like this is a way to communicate, just like talking and um, sign language, whatever. The talker's another way. But I know what she's doing. She thinks because every time Channing hits zebra cake, he's going to get a zebra cake. So she's like, zebra cake? Like, where's my zebra cake? (laughs) And I'm like, girl, like... she just knows you know what I mean like I can just tell that she she's
0: the gears are turning yes
1: and so then it's hard because it's like okay I want Channing to do this I don't necessarily want her to do this so how do I I have to switch gears and like explain to her like you know sometimes Channing isn't able to use his words and he's not always going to get the zebra cake, if he just had a zebra cake, you know, we might have to redirect and have him ask for a banana. And so that's why right now you're not going to get the zebra cake. So it's kind of hard to, you know, figure out how to parent them the same, but totally different (laughs) because you do, you have to parent them differently. And, um, I do have to remind myself a lot of times that London is only three and I need to save some patience for her. But for so long, it was just me and Channing and, you know, four years of learning one way. So then I really had to pivot to try and figure out a different way. And Tara has basically the opposite experience. (laughs) Right? Right. You're always so I know. Good I'm like I was just
0: thinking that that was a really ball. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really good uh handoff. Yeah,
1: thanks. Catch, catch that ball, Tara. Pick it up. Called it. Um yes. My my oh gosh. I just feel like I I have so much on this topic. It's also it's okay. My girl is emotional this week and it's not just it's she's got a lot going on. So y'all got to give her a break. We love you, Tara. Don't make me cry because, you know, I cry just watching you cry. And Rob might cry. We don't know. He's not I, pregnant. I, I, we just found out I'm, he's not pregnant, but he might cry. All right. Keep making me laugh. It's yeah. Go get your pickle. <laughs> I don't have it yet. Oh, I didn't come in have yet. Oh god! That's part of why I'm upset right now. I need <laughs> my chavoy pickle. To, to I'm gonna, finish. I'm gonna overnight oh, you a pickle. Okay. Boom. I'm okay. Just so everyone knows, I'm okay. But it is oh, okay. It's the most emotional topic for me. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through this.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Here, um, how about I go? I'll go. So I have, uh, three kids, right? All boys. And all of them are autistic. You know, they are different ages. You know, Gavin is uh, 23 and Elliot is 17 and Emmett is 14. He'll be 15 in two weeks, two weeks, He'll be 15. Um, and the, the way that I, I think I struggled with this and I think I still do. And I'm, I'm, I'm paying for the fallout. I think um, when Gavin was little, he had, I mean, they were extreme behaviors. Uh, very, I mean, he, it, it was, he was unsafe to be around a lot of times. Um, very destructive, not like outwardly towards people, a lot of self-injury, but a lot of like environmental damage, if that makes sense, you know, broken windows, all that kind of stuff. And I, You know, I I spent a lot of time working with him because he, in those early years, needed every ounce of everything that I had, you know, and Elliot and Emmett come along and Elliot's doing great. Uh, And, you know, I I try to give him the attention that I want to give him, but then I'm pulled away because Someone's, you know, smashing a wall or throwing something or hurting themselves because of, you know, behavioral challenges. And then Elliot gets sort of pushed to the side, not because I don't want to be there, but because there's like a, a in that moment, there's that greater need like you, you. Because if he gets out of hand, then that impacts Elliot, mm-hmm. you know, so then Emmett comes along and uh, we all love Emmett but he was really challenging when he was little, (laughs) you know, he was, he was nonverbal for the first four years of his life and he had medical conditions that we didn't know were causing him pain. And so he was very aggressive and had no way to communicate it. Um, so we were teaching him, we taught him sign language and things like that. And and you were talking about the manipulation thing. That little turd will still come to me today when he wants something that he knows I'm not going to want to give him like, like a cookie or something like that. I mean, not like whatever, but, he remembers the sign for cookies. So if he really wants a cookie or something or a snack and I say, no, he, he'll sign it to oh me. Oh
1: gosh. I'd and like I'm just like, Oh my cookie. God.
0: <laughs> I'm like, here's a whole bag. Let's just go to the <laughs> store. You just get whatever you want. I mean, like in that moment, like, it's just like I'm transported back in time to when the first time he used it. And I was thinking like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. go ahead. And he knows it too. He totally uses it. And, uh, I just kind of let it happen because whatever. But when you were when you were talking about that, that's what popped into my head was was Emmett using his signs, even though he, you know, talks now. Um, But I guess where like I struggled personally was with Elliot, because even to this day. and it's so it's hard to talk about.
1: And Elliot's the middle.
0: Elliot's 17. Yeah, he's the one that kind of popped his head in like. Oh well he oh he wasn't home the last time it was on the uh he popped his head on Instagram the other night. Um Yeah, I
1: remember seeing it. And
0: so did my mom. My mom was on there too out of nowhere. That was super
1: That was sweet.
0: My mom's amazing. Uh she's like, I just turned on my phone and it was there. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I don't even know how that happens. But okay, I had everybody on there. Um but like with you know, Emmett needed a lot of attention too. And I was still married uh at the time and But I recognize, I recognize now that I was a single parent for a lot longer than I was a divorced parent, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there really wasn't, there wasn't enough to go around to everyone. And so the squeaky wheels were Emmett and Gavin. And so all of the, of the attention, it feels like went to them, you know, because like I didn't want Elliot to be um, collateral damage in a meltdown from one of the kids. I didn't want him to be hurt. So he would, we would move him to a different room and then deal with whatever was going on. But if you ask Elliot now, he, uh, or, or for a while he would, he would talk about how he felt forgotten, which, you know, like, I don't remember it that way, but it doesn't matter how I remember it, you know? And you know, I, I think now it's different. I don't think he feels the same way now. Cause we've talked a lot about it, but I can understand why he felt that way. Cause that was like my fear was that he was gonna fall through the cracks. <laughs> and in a lot of ways he did, because he was the last one of the kids diagnosed because I didn't see it. You know, like he was so different than the other two that I I just didn't I didn't recognize it for what it was until he was He was, uh, preschool orientation, preschool orientation when I saw him with a group of peers and then it was like, I felt like I was run over by a train and then, you know, he, he got evaluated and he was diagnosed and I just kept thinking like, how, how did I not see this? Like how, how much more help could I have gotten him if I had been paying more attention or if I hadn't been so distracted or like, if I hadn't let him down and like, you feel, you feel this guilt. You know, and, and that was sort of where I was going with that reminder thing that I put out earlier in the week, because like, you know, we're human. And, and the reality is like, there's only so much that we can do at any one time. And there's only so much of us to go around and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to feel things, but we feel so awful about it. And like, we don't give ourselves that grace to understand. Like I was in, like, it, it was an impossible situation. You know and and you do the best you can and and you can't do any more than that and you don't have the bandwidth you don't have the resources to to do everything and i've been doing this a long time and what i have learned is that we have to allow ourselves the grace to 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 not be perfect
1: i like your you had a post um recently about the plates the broken plates how people seem to only focus on the broken plates. And that just like really resonated with me. Um, So basically, if if y'all didn't see it, you know, Rob was describing like someone walking into your home and only seeing like broken plates all over the floor when in reality they they've walked in and didn't realize you just caught a bunch of them that were being thrown up in the air. A lot of them were the most important ones that needed to be saved or, you know, can't let that one fall through the cracks. And. The, the ones on the floor are the ones that you know you couldn't physically or mentally carry, mm-hmm. and I think that when I saw when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that that is, that feels like spot on. I
0: I, uh, I I think I think that we have tough jobs. Parenting is tough. Period. I mean, it, it just is because you know if, if we say like special needs parenting or raising an autistic kid is hard, then you have people that'll be like, well, all parenting's hard all parenting is tough, right? But, but there are unique challenges that parents of kids with disabilities face. And, and one of those things is balance. Like, how do you balance? How do you balance everything out? How do you make sure that everything gets the attention that it needs? You, know, you don't, you don't. I, I think that's the answer. You don't. You don't.
1: <laughs> you don't. Yeah. That <laughs> reminds me of, so like a couple of months ago, my husband and I took London to the mall, the two of us. And we were in the car and Channing was home with my mom. And we were like, we have never gone out of the house, just me, you and London. We had never taken her anywhere, just the two of us, because normally... Especially not the mall because that's not exactly Channing's favorite place, and not exactly a place that. Yeah. So it was like, wow, we have never done this, and it was she was so good and had so much fun, but we and we haven't done it again since then, and we should. I know because it was a very like special time for her, but like she does miss out on stuff like that, like. Um, She was born during COVID, first of all. So that was hard. But then, you know, we don't do a lot of things outside of the house. Like, we don't leave our house a lot. (laughs) Um. (laughs) You you (laughs) have like a cool set (laughs) kingdom. Yeah. We've just like moved people to us (laughs) and tried to like get a village all around us because we just really don't leave our house that much. And when people, you know, talk about, you know, doing things with their kids and how hard it is. I'm like, well, honestly, I can't relate to what you're speaking of because it involved leaving the house. (laughs) And and we've really tried. I mean, we we've done more um, than we used to do. Like we're slowly adding in things. But I can't tell you the last weekend off the top of my head where we've gone somewhere out of the ordinary. Um, like, we we take car rides, um, but we don't go in places. <laughs> um, and I, I know that London, like, her first restaurant, she was two years old. First time she ever went into a restaurant. She's been into a restaurant, I can count on both hands, like, how many restaurants she's been in. And it's really not that... We're keeping her from those things. It's just with Channing, we've learned what to do to make sure he is the most comfortable. So she doesn't always get to do those other things. And we just we were so baffled and like felt really bad about the fact that she hadn't gotten to go to the mall (laughs) um, until she was almost three years old and with both of her parents. Um, because we just never do anything, and we normally split—you know, divide and conquer kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I I want to put it. I'm trying to manifest now. I'm going to put it out there that I'm going to try to do more with having this third one, um, with all of our kids together, but also spending that individual time too. Because I need to to do. Better with both. I need to do better with spending individual time and then better with us all going and doing things, because that's really the only way that, you know, Channing is able to do those things is by practicing and, you know, trying it out. But I I can say that I'm not. I'm not like leading the charge on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to have a baby right now and balance out. I mean, we just really try to make things as easy as possible. So if it's like there's this birthday party somewhere and we've never been there before and we we just don't go, you know, like it's just and I know that's not how I should always be. Like we do try certain things at certain times, but sometimes it's just like I just don't I, I can't do. And so we don't, but I want to do more and I want to do better. I feel like I need to uh, put that on my my goals for for the year, but we're already halfway through the year. So maybe maybe, I'll just do that in 2024.
0: (laughs) I think that's normal though. Honestly. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I can remember when my kids were younger, because it's not only can you deal with it while you're there, it's the fallout afterwards, right? Like, If it's like Christmas Eve or something and there's like a big party or whatever, like you might want to go, right? But then you're like, okay, well, I'm already really tired and I know they're going to have fun, but we're going to come home and it's going to be meltdowns for three days. You just like it's survival sometimes is is what it is what it comes down to. And and uh, I've made lots of decisions (laughs) based on what I thought I could survive as the parent because if I fail, they fail, right? So like I I have to be Mm -hmm. able to manage anything that would result from a decision that I make. And if I even questioned it when they were younger, I was like, not even going to like, not, we're just not going to mess with that. Just, you know, we'll do something else or we'll find, find stuff at home to do, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I can totally, totally relate. Yeah.
1: To I used to feel like I was missing out on a lot. And I think now I've just like set myself. You know, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I just don't care. And I'm like, Oh, I, we can't come. Like and it used to bother me a lot, but now I've just kind of it's going to be so much easier because we're Mm going to stay here and we're going to do our thing. And but at the same time, I that's not always the best way. I need to try and you know put ourselves out there a little bit more, just a little bit, not 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 a whole lot, just like a toe, (laughs) not not like a whole foot yet. Come on. Just a little dip, dip. A little dip. I think um, so. If one thing you need to know about me, and I also don't know how you do these podcasts, maybe I'm the only one who like bursts out into tears like that. But for someone like me, I'm like a damn. Once, <laughs> once one tear comes out, it's like busted wide open, and I need like I need minutes to <laughs> to compose myself. But I'm ready <laughs> to talk a little bit about my experience because. It is, I think something that, um, I didn't realize a lot of other moms were going through. Um, but you know, I, so Henry's going to be 13. He's neurotypical. Um, and Robbie, my, uh, autistic son's going to be six this summer.
0: It's such a cool so, name, by the way. I just want to point I out. I know it's the best name ever. the
1: best name <laughs> <It's> <thing>. <laughs> which I really don't call him Robbie instinctively. It's Rob, but I'm trying to do Robbie because he's been spelling his name, Robbie. Um, but, you know, so I, Henry, it was just John Henry and I for seven years until Rob was born. So we were the parents that were going on all the trips. All, yes, RSVP to the birthday, going to dinner all the time, like living that life for seven years. Um. And so that, I think, is something that it feels like a far off land, (laughs) like, oh, I used to in a lifetime ago. But what happened was, is as soon as Rob was born, we had just moved to Pittsburgh, which we, you know, all all of us born and raised in Texas and family everywhere. So we had moved to Pittsburgh Um, and then we had um, Robbie and we were the only people up there that you know, we knew no family. Rob was a very high, high, high supports need baby. Like from the moment we brought him home, I mean, just constantly crying, colic, didn't sleep well. So I feel like our journey started there, like our journey to like seclusion. Like <laughs> that 100% because that's how I was with chaining. And it's, it started, boom, was like, like boom. not going anywhere.
0: This episode is brought to you by Social Cipher. I'm really excited to share this great new video game we just played in my house called Ava and it's created by a company called Social Cipher. Social Cipher's mission is to represent and empower neurodivergent youth by teaching self-advocacy skills and self-confidence through social emotional learning. This is such a cool game and it follows Ava, an autistic space pirate, as she navigates her way through social challenges, self-doubt and connecting with her community. Ava is helping kids in over 220 schools and therapy centers across six countries build the social emotional skills they need to better navigate everyday life. SocialCypher is excited to share that they've just released a brand new game mode called World Builder. World Builder lets players design and create their own fantasy world while exploring the building blocks of social emotional learning. It's time to design a world with your own creative and adventurous spirit whether it's building a home, a pirate ship, or anything else you can dream up. For more information, visit socialcyphergame.com. That's S-O-C-I-A-L-C-I-P-H-E-R-G-A-M-E.com. And use the code THEAUTISMDAD to get 15% off and start playing today. This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall, and the best part is completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills, like how to make a sandwich, by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit GetGoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y ycom and use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%.
1: Yeah, I was laughing when you were like London hadn't been to the mall until she was three. And I was laughing to myself because like the only place we would go because it was it's like cold nine months out of the year in Pittsburgh. No one told me that we would go to the mall like every weekend and just because Rob needed to be moving at all times. So we would just stroll around and one of us would have to take turns with Henry to go into a store and actually stop and look, because if the stroller stopped as a newborn infant. You know, Rob was upset. So I feel like our it really started there. Um so he, like Henry was automatically I think feeling like his needs came second. But he was so young. So I think he was just like, Oh, it's a baby, it's a brother, and like I was telling myself, like, oh this won't last very long, you know, babies grow up or whatever. Um then thank God. By divine intervention, we were able to move back home to Houston where all of our family is when Rob um, turned 18 months old. I made a doctor's appointment because long story short, I knew that, you know, he was showing signs of autism and I didn't know anything about it, you know, but I just knew. Um, And so as soon as we got here, we got the diagnosis, which I think was just like I needed I needed that. I needed the support around us. But um, Henry, you know, I think nothing really changed for him because he was already used to being put second. Now, as he's getting older, you know, I, I still feel the same type of guilt, but I'm really good at being intentional about taking time for just him and I. And then um, John and I, you know, took a trip to Mexico just with Henry. This is our second time doing that. My mom is so amazing. My mom and stepdad and my my dad, they will take Rob so that we could have time like one-on-one time with Henry. Um, and so I just think like that is the balance for me is uh just being present, you know, as much as I can with Henry when Rob goes to bed. And when I have nothing left to give, I give. I'm even if I'm tired, I'm like, well, come into bed with me and we'll watch a movie or the office or whatever. And that is. That's intentional time. But I did ask Henry because I told him I was doing this um, podcast. I was like, because I forget who it was. I think it was Betsy from Betsy on the go. She has an adult son named Joey who is nonverbal. She's just an amazing human being. And I love following her journey. I remember her asking her adult daughter who's neurotypical. And she shared the video um, a couple years back. And she said, what is something that like I could have done better as a parent? And I think right there, I like learned, like, it's so important for me to ask Henry how I can be better and not try to defend how I'm doing everything I can. And, you know, so I asked him the other day in cars, like, hey, if there's something I could do better, what would it be? He was like, really, mom? And I was like, yes, whatever, you know, just give it to me. And he was like, well, I think a lot of times like Rob will do something really bad. And he never gets in trouble. You know, he um, like just, you know, it's accepted for what he does. He's like, but when I do something like I get immediate, like, give me your phone or whatever. And I was like, OK, that's 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 valid. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, but it's because, as Lauren was saying, like our patience goes towards, you know, our child who really needs all of it. Like I I can't get mad at Rob, you know, but I can get frustrated easily, very easily with John and Henry because they know they are fully aware of how hard it is and what they can do for themselves that, you know, could they could take off my plate and how they can help create the balance in the home. So when I when they can see I'm like at my edge and they ask me for things, I'm like, make your own
0: dinner (laughs) the Hulk
1: like comes out and they're like oh damn like where did you come from and I'm like do you not know what I've been through all day (laughs) but that like not to I feel like I've been talking for like 20 minutes but that is like how I find the balance is by being being open to sharing that I don't have it in me right now with like John and he, he's great. He's not great at being like intuitive, but as soon as I ask him, like he's there, you know, and then I just stay really open in conversations with Henry. Like I just stay really open. We, we call each other a little bestie, you know, um, and then just making that intentional time. And now I try to have more patience. I him. have to say though, Tara, I feel like you do such a wonderful job of because I will see you. I know you and John both want to be at Henry's ball games and stuff, but I will see y'all taking turns, one pe- person being there, and I mean that it's so amazing. And then you take Henry and y'all go to Goodwill, which look. <laughs> I can't walk into Goodwill because it smells terrible to me, but Tara loves the smell. Um, but I will see y'all like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, there's nothing wrong with Goodwill. I I love what I okay. Um I love I love, love the concept of goodwill. I think I, I do. I take my stuff to Goodwill. But it has like a smell to me that makes me nauseous. Anyway, um, the point was is that like that's a bonding thing that y'all do. You know, you love to go together, and I just think that you really do a good job, and you need to give yourself a pat on the back for what y'all do. Because I also see Henry and Rob playing together, which is wonderful. But I feel like you really do a good job of like dividing and conquering, which you know, big Rob didn't couldn't really do that so I don't know how you did it because you couldn't split yourself into but
0: oh I'm big yes you're big Rob (laughs) oh
1: okay
0: Um, (laughs) I was sitting here trying to figure out who's conquering and
1: I was like (laughs) yeah yeah um but you know I feel like I see so much of You really doing a good balance, Tara. Like you really do have a good. You might not think you do, but you're gonna. I'm not trying to make (laughs) you cry. This is a good thing. Think about the pickle. So you you are you do a great job. You are somebody that people should look up to in the the dividing and conquering because I think that you are killing it with that. Thank you. Um, I don't feel like it. I feel guilty all the you, time. But that, and I think that's like what's I want to share. Like you could be doing it all and the guilt's not gonna go away. It's just not. Yep. It's not the guilt's yeah. not gonna go away, you know, but it's so I, I feel so um held when someone who has the same experience as me just you know lets me know that they they feel the same. And it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, not doing enough. I'm doing everything I can. It's just this feeling that because I'm such a great mom and I know a lot of people, it's hard for them to say to themselves that they're a great parent, you know, a great dad, a great mom, but because I'm such a great mom, I'm always going to feel guilty because I always just want to do more.
0: Yeah, yep. I was going to point that out if you, if you hadn't, uh, it's the fact that you do everything and it doesn't feel like enough to you that sets you apart from the people who don't do enough and it doesn't bother them, right? Right. If that makes sense, maybe it yeah. didn't come out right. But yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because like and there was a quote, and I can't remember what it it was something along those lines, and I totally butchered it. But it, it's you know, we we love our kids, right? And we want to do right by them and we feel like they deserve the absolute best and we recognize that we have limitations and that we can only give some so much and it never feels like enough. And, but that's like a self-imposed, uh, feeling. I think, you know, I mean, like if you were to ask my kids today, do I do enough? They, they would tell me absolutely, you know, Be- because they like, they, and I think they're older and they recognize the dynamic and everything else, but it's, I think that we are our harshest critics, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I think sometimes it's why, like when we were talking about the social media stuff earlier. Like, I think part of that's part of why sometimes it can get under my skin because like, I'm already feeling what you're saying. <laughs> like I don't need you to make me feel worse. Like I I'm, I'm harder on myself than anyone else ever could be, you know? And, and I know that, I mean, I know there's things that I could be doing better, but there's so many things that I have to do. How do you, how do you prioritize and how, how do you, how do you find that balance? And like, I always used to, I always used to say like with my kids, it, it's, you know, everybody's like, well, prioritize. You just got to prioritize, Rob. I'm like, well, okay, well, that's really easy, right? Like, but if everything's a priority, yeah. how do how you do make, you like, how, how do you prioritize
1: more of the priority?
0: Be, yeah, because
1: I, I hate that. I hate that with parenting. Cause like with work. All right okay, I could line some things out here. I can make some things linear, yeah. but with parenting, like go scratch. If you're going to tell me to, pri- Oh, just prioritize. Okay. What my hygiene, my mental health,
0: one, <laughs> exercise, one kid over another. I mean, like, <laughs> one,
1: two, yeah, how do you, how do
0: you, how do you do? And that's another good point that you, that you just made too. Like when you're, it's not only trying to balance time between kids and relationships and house and and work or whatever, but like, we have to take care of ourselves too. And that is what will almost always be what hits the cutting block. I think is, is our own self care and putting back into ourselves because we feel like, well, I'm not going to do this for me. Cause then that takes away from, you know, my kids. But if you don't, then you have nothing to give them, right? Like you eventually run out. Yeah. You will physically and emotionally bankrupt yourself and, and you can't give what you don't have.
1: Can y'all see this? You know, and- I'm like breaking out in hives right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because I'm thinking about the fact that I'm gonna have a. I'm not like I've been talking about just my two, and I'm about to have another one. And I'm like, is Channing gonna? He can't tell me like, like how y'all asked. You know, the other. Like, London, mm. I can't really ask her yet how I'm doing. She she would tell me I'm doing terrible because she's she would just go with whatever she wanted to say. She wouldn't really understand the question. <laughs> and then Channing, I can't really ask. He's nonverbal. And so then I'm like, I'm having this other one. How is How am I going to know how I'm doing with all... <laughs> it's itching it's itching guys it's itching maybe it's because we talked about goodwill i don't know (laughs) yeah which by the way does we go to thrift okay Okay. like but i will say too Lauren. like you'll it'll just you'll know you know what i mean like if you're like i need to take channing on one of his golf cart rides and spend 20 minutes at the creek or whatever that is his like time doing it what he loves he doesn't need to go anywhere else. Like that's what he loves. Or if you're just like going to go take him to get fries, just y'all two or something. Um, not, I hate when people try to give me advice. So it's not advice. It's just, you'll know. And then you'll know, um, through the ways that he does communicate, you know, with his, like wanting to be around you more often and, and hugging on you more, loving on you more. Like you'll just, it'll, you'll feel I just hope I don't miss the nonverbal cues, because I'm too busy with other stuff. You know, you know what I mean? Because um, I feel like so often I'm able to see, because there's just two, so I can kind of look for his nonverbal things that he's doing um, to kind of know, but am I gonna have enough eyes and ears and cognitive ability to um bandwidth i guess i should say to look and see his cues am i going to miss them i don't want to miss them because i'm too focused on the baby or the baby and the toddler <laughs> cuz he is still um he's my favorite child <laughs> hopefully london <laughs> and and little roberta will will listen to this but he, he's He's well, he's he's not, and you're not supposed to have a favorite, but you're like Kris Jenner, though. She says her favorite's Kylie. I mean, I don't know why I'm referencing the like Kardashians. Karnash- <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's it's a unique bond, yes. it's mm-hmm. a
0: unique bond, and I, I have that with
1: oh, which one? Let's see
0: Well, it's been in phases, it oh. was. It was different periods of my life. So when like Gavin was little, he was the only one, right? So it was Gavin and I, and I met him when he was a year old. So he he and I were like best friends ever since he was little. And then Elliot came along and that was a different experience because like I was there for the whole thing. Right. And, and it wasn't like I, I didn't love Gavin any less, but Elliot was, it was a new experience and I was sort of drawn to that, you know? And then there were things about him that I, that were like my favorite things, and then Emmett comes along, and he's this little tiny little. T- I mean, this kid weighed like forty pounds until he was ten years old. Like, I mean, he he was tiny, tiny. The Emmett that you guys see now or met is this is just like the last couple of years that he just decided to start growing. Um, he used to have his little Coke bottle glasses with like the big eyes, you know, because he couldn't see. Uh, but then you now you find that you have different things in common with different kids. And then like, I, I feel like there are times that I gravitate more to one than another, because like in that moment, there's something that, that uh, resonates with me there. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's not really favorites. It's just, I have unique relationship. I have a relationship with Elliot that I don't have with Emmett. One with Emmett that I don't have with Elliot, one with Gavin I don't have with either of them. Right. It's not mm-hmm. better or worse. It's just kind of different.
1: It's a different kind of connection yeah,
0: because they're different. Mm-hmm. they are not all the same, you know? Yeah. And, and they each have a different connection with me than what their, their brothers do. So like, there's things that I'll do, um, you know, with Emmett that I, I don't do with the other two, cause a, they don't want to, or it's just kind of a me and Emmett thing, you know? And we get a lot more of that now because he's home all day and I'm home all day most of the time. So, uh, we get a lot of one-on-one time now that we haven't had in years you know? So I don't think it's, I, I understand what people would think it's like favorite, but it, I don't really feel like it is. I feel like it's just, there's, there's just, sometimes the connection is just like, it draws us in a different direction at, at times. And, and, and then other times it's to the other, but we all love our kids, you know? Uh, and I don't remember which one of you guys said this, but, um, Oh no, you were, Tara, you were saying to Lauren about um, taking Channing to the Creek and letting him like have that time by the, the Creek, whatever. I think it's important to realize too, that, you know, when we want to treat everybody equally, that does, that isn't, what am I trying to say? Equitable, equitable instead of equal. Well, because everybody thinks in order to be fair, that we have to give everybody the same thing, right? But not everybody needs the same thing to get to the same place, you know? So maybe. You know Henry doesn't need as much time to get what he needs, whereas you know Robbie might need more time to get what he needs and so as parents, we feel like well I'm, I'm spending more time with this one and less with this one, but that's not always a negative thing, you know because if, if they're getting what they need, if we remove the t- the time concept from it, if they're getting what they need and they're happy and they're healthy and we're doing something right, you know, and it, it's never going to be perfect because we're never going to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. But I, I think it's important that we just try and and recognize everything that we we manage to accomplish. You know, because it is it is not easy. It's definitely not easy. And you're going to do great, Lauren.
1: Yes, you're going to do you're going to do amazing. Like it's going to. And then once you kind of get settled, you're going to be like, I I can't imagine not having a third, you know what I mean? But it's, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment for sure. Yeah, I think
0: to get your footing.
1: Yeah. I think what's like hardest for me is, well, there's a lot of things, but the, you know, everybody says just ask for help. But the thing is, sometimes I want to do it. Like, I want to be able to do it. So I don't want to have to ask for help. You know, like, I want to tuck in my son and my daughter and my... Like, I want those things. And then sometimes I don't want to do anything. You know, (laughs) like, it just depends on (laughs) on my mood. You know, sometimes I'm like, give me all the help. I'm out of here. But there's times, you know, when you really... You want to, like, prove to yourself you can do it. And you want to just... And you want it to go well. Yes. Yeah. Like I want to succeed in doing it too. But I, and I want to be like, that was me. I did it. But then it's like, I know that's not necessarily super realistic in my situation. And I have to remember that, but it's also like, please, Lord, give me like a superpower for a little bit and let me be able to do all of it without asking for help. But I know I'll have to ask for help, but I still don't want to have to.
0: I don't think anybody does. No. I'm terrible at asking for help. And it's not even because like I don't want to ask for help. Or I don't need it. It's like I don't want to burden somebody else with what is my responsibility. Right. And I'm always
1: like I'm the mom. I can do this.
0: Yeah. And
1: then it's like, wait, maybe I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it just, I think it's important to normalize all these things because, you know, I mean, we have different perspectives and this is a really interesting conversation because I mean, you're both moms and I'm a dad. So I think the perspective is a little bit different. um, But I think we kind of play the same role in our kids' lives. And um, it's, it's just—it's the whole thing is really interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, you're mom just, and dad.
0: <laughs> I am. I am mom and dad. Did I? I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I I wrote this. Um, had like this epiphany last year, and <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm like the single. I'm a male version of a single mom. And and so I wrote this article about it, and the whole point was not. To, it's one of those times where people find things to to say. And the whole point was to like, like, I've only been doing this for so long. I mean, it's been a while, but it feels like forever, but there's, I mean, single moms are doing this like all the time, like all the time and, and like for forever. And I'm, and I'm, I don't know how they do it. Like, I don't know how they do it. I, I think it's, it's just crazy. The amount of things that people can juggle when they have to. And I just like, I have nothing but respect and all this other stuff. and. And somebody responded back and they were like, you know what? They're like, yeah, you know, you're the male version of a single mom, but with all the male privilege. And I thought, Oh, that sucks. But they're right. You know, like every time I would do something with my kids, I would get a pat on the back. Like if I took the kids to the store, I would have some, usually like an older person come up and be like, Oh, spending time with your kid. That's like, that's so cool to see a dad doing something like, Or if i had my kids out to eat they're like oh you're taking all three kids out at the same time wow you're super brave or like great job and i'm like are you freaking kidding me like i have my kids 24 hours a day (laughs) seven days a week do you want them (laughs) buy one get three you know buy one get two for (laughs) (laughs) like i just like you don't i don't ever get a break but like uh it's i mean it's just interesting that that there are there are differences in the way that we experience things but I don't know. I, everything's going to be good. Everything is going to be okay.
1: It's expected for moms to be able to do it. And then when a dad can do yeah. it, it's like, wow. But it, I still think that you're amazing, but I also kind of want well, to you. do um, the bachelor.
0: There, there does need to be, I think something for especially uh, special needs. Yes. Parents.
1: That's what I was imagining. Uh, and I thought that you would be the perfect, face of this, Tara and I could play in like the dates, and you could be the host, and we can help match up yes. like people. Yeah, like, like we think this person the you know could connect with one of these two or mm-hmm. whatever. That'd be. How do we even do that? Know.
0: One of the one of the things that a lot of parents were wanting to, to have conversations about is like, how do you date when you have an autistic kid, whether your mom or a dad. Uh, you know, because it is, it's really, it's if you're not dating someone who has experience with it, then it's it's a very difficult thing for people to kind of wrap their heads around. And I think that it can be very challenging. It, it works because I know people who have met and married and doing great, you know, blending a family like that, but it doesn't all the time. And I think uh it would be nice to have something that was specifically for families with, you know challenging kids who, who can, uh, you know, connect and not have to feel like they have to spend the rest of their life alone. Cause that sucks.
1: I just, I just had a thought. I think you should start doing like a series where you interview, like you have a, you have an episode with a single parent and, you know, you can just learn about their story. And then, you know, naturally maybe someone will connect with them. Like, Hey, I, heard you on the podcast or whatever. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't, there, there I has know. to be, there's so many like creative things that you can do in this space. And, uh, I don't always, I don't always think about them. I kind of get tunnel vision sometimes and I don't see all of the potential opportunities. That's a really good idea.
1: That's my problem. I'm opposite. I see everything. And I have a hard time laser folding. Laser folding Which is why time. the two of us together is really bad because it's like, okay, y'all, <laughs> you realize what you want to do, but it's going to take a, a conference, conference next year. We yeah. we came all from Greenville saying we're going to do it. Well, Lauren put it out there next year. Yeah, I was, like, oh, was no, like, sure. like, three or four years from now, I was like, no, 2024. Like, we got to make it happen. <laughs> She's like, uh, okay, okay, you're crazy. <laughs> But she, but she has like another really big thing that she wants to do first. I'm like, girl, that at the same time, got, it's fine, no, no big deal. It's no, fine. I'm not okay, to ask fine. for help about okay. it either because apparently I can't even ask for help. But having me is harder, harder on on the that topic of a conversation because I'm like, hyping I'm like, yes, girl, and then we can do this, like, okay,
0: feeding the beast,
1: flipping cards of ABC, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I can't. It's like- I can't help it. <laughs> Just- I get th- it's dream. We have to find ways to still be childlike and dream and actually, you know, figure out, okay, is that a dream? Is that getting me excited and I actually want to do it? Or like, okay, that's a really great big dream. And I can do it in a smaller way here and like still get that same like excitement. I don't know. I'm all about like keeping your dreams well, and I feel like going. this space of like special needs parenting can be so sad and like trying mm-hmm. and, you know, there's the grief and the emotions. And But I want to be like, let's figure out a way to like pump this up. Let's make it like all positive. I mean, we're the rainbow farts for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you but, totally need shirts. Yes.
1: Oh, well, we know people that could do t-shirts.
0: Like. I, I, that's what I was wink, wink, we, nudge, we, nudge. We're like
1: we, we know we're guys. Some, so we're well, it. yeah. The back,
0: the backdrop right now—you guys can't see, but it's both of their like, <laughs> like, like, like factory
1: t-shirt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> t-shirt. it's where all the magic Carol happens. was blowing her, her nose t-shirts. with one of
1: them a little while ago, so hopefully she doesn't <clears throat> send that to and anybody. I was, like, I was like, this was. I a don't good know. Shirt. They might pay extra so. for it. <laughs> give <laughs> him a snot we got a free one coming your way <laughs> oh, oh, gosh it's out currently so you might want it <laughs> oh all right sorry i'll take that one honestly i already have it but i'll take it bye <laughs> oh my but, god yeah.
0: so so i guess the moral for today if we can pull one out of this <laughs> is like it's like like just like your guy, you got, everybody's doing great. You know what I mean? Like you're doing the best that you can. It's, you're, you're never going to be perfect. Right. I mean, you can only do what you can do. And, uh, the fact that you worry about not doing enough, the fact that you, um, are concerned that, you know, some of your kids might be lacking your attention or something like that shows how good of a parent you are, whether you're a mom or a dad, because you're, you're worried about it. You're not just blindly, Ignoring it or or whatever it's you recognize and you're concerned and that's it that's that's a sign of a good parent I think right I mean I uh, yeah what were you gonna say
1: I was gonna say and don't forget if I can make a plea you know before you decide whether to give the last last ounce of yourself to one of your children make sure you are taken care of first um, it's so like it's so important to mentally check in with yourself before, you know, continuing to, to drain if there's nothing left. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a balance that we, that we've said on this, you know, we've said this whole time that doesn't exist. Like, you know, you just kind of have to give and take and um, it's not going to be perfect, but like Rob said, the, the more you're worried about it um it just shows that you are such a great parent but it's never going to be perfect yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup so you have to make sure that you know you've taken care of like you said but there's also as we've talked about there's no like answer there's no this is the way to do it there's no magical solution but I think we've seen that it's kind of we're all trying to figure out our footing and what works.
0: And what works for your family is, you know, everybody's families are different. And so like what you need to to meet the needs of your kids might be different than what I need or what someone else's family needs. And, you know, like I I started saying this a while ago because I think I think it's important. Like no one is going to be the perfect parent, but you can be the perfect person to parent your kids. Right, and and I think that takes away that need for perfection, and and just who you are is enough. You know, you can just do the best that you can, give them what you what you have, put back into yourself, and uh, wash, rinse, repeat. As long as you have to, <laughs> I
1: guess. Wash, rinse, repeat, and you matter just as much as your kids too. Yeah. So and you know.
0: by taking care of yourself, you're also setting a, a good example for your kids about about taking care of themselves and. You know, how, uh, you know, to, to kind of start that, that concept at an early age, you know, so you're not learning, you know, when you're older and have kids that just like, oh, I should probably start doing this, you know, like instill that in them at a young age so that they, uh, self-care is important. Mental health is important for our kids. It's a huge problem now. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a good thing to, uh, to model, uh, for them.
1: And no one has it all figured out. If they tell you they do, they're lying yeah mm-hmm. i know that yep or they have a chef a maid a nanny they have an abundance of help. it's not even a village it's a it's a castle even yeah. then i can guarantee you something is falling short like we're just not mm-hmm. no we're not perfect channing's perfect but no one else is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <just kidding. laughs> but yeah.
0: Uh, So, Lauren, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to find all of the things that you're doing?
1: So my Instagram is at Lauren S. Flack and ChanningsJoy.com is all of the stuff about the Channings Joy Foundation um, and all the proceeds from any purchases on the website go to families of children with autism.
0: And Tara, where can people find all of your stuff?
1: Um, well and I just want to say too don't forget if you are a family in need or know a family in need of, of financial support to, you can do that at Channings joy yes. you can apply online um, sorry thank you Tara that's
0: a really good, that's <laughs> yeah. a good point
1: yes you can apply for funds on um, at the Chaningsjoy.com not a lot of loops it's easy application process so take you know it's there for families who need it um you can find me at peace love autism peace we are a partner with channing's joy so a portion of our proceeds each quarter go towards the channing's joy foundation to continue to help families in need
0: it's awesome and stay
1: tuned for like- the bachelor special need bachelor slash bachelorette yeah i think
0: happen. that's that's such an inter- that's such a cool yeah. idea that's such a cool idea.
1: We could really ruffle a lot of feathers with that one, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, whatever.
0: Well, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Well, uh, thank you both very much. I really appreciate all of your time, and it worked this time. So that's that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, yeah.
1: We'll do. We'll do it again. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll
0: get a series going. We should do. We should. There should. I mean, honestly, because people, you guys have such a positive impact on people, uh, especially moms. And like the majority of my audience is moms. (laughs) Like it just, it always, it always has been. And we got some dads kind of creeping in there now and that's cool. But uh, it's a really good, it's a really good perspective. And you guys do a really good, do a really good job.
1: Well, we're always trying to be honest, but if there's anything people want to talk about, just let us know. We'll. We are open both. We'll do it. We will talk about anything. Wide open. Cool. Wide open.
0: Well, uh, thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thanks for having us.
0: Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And it has a positive impact on your life because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdead.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps, so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click. And it'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk soon.